powerful than a locomotive. Able to leap tall things at a single bound. Look, up in the sky, it's a bird. It's a plane. It's superhuman radio. Yes, it's superhuman radio. A strange visitor from another planet who came to Earth with powers and abilities far beyond those of mortal men. Superhuman radio. Who can change the course of mighty rivers, bend steel in his bare hands, and who disguised as Carl Lenore. Mild-mannered reporter for a great metropolitan newspaper, fights a never-ending battle for truth, justice, and the American way. Welcome back to Superhuman Radio. I'm Carl Lenore. The title of today's show is Seeing the Big the Bigger Picture Sustainable Strength Gains. You know, we we've all been in this place at one time throughout our journey for physical strength and fitness where you get into the gym with regularity, you're watching what you eat, you know, you're really a dedicated trainer. Every time you get into the gym, every session, you push a little bit harder, you add a little more weight, you add a couple more reps, and you're really trying to make those strength gains in what, in your mind, you think is a realistic time frame. And then the inevitable happens. You either injure yourself or you succumb to fatigue and burnout. And then it's time for a layoff. So now you don't go to the gym for a month, two months, three months maybe. It you know, depends on how badly you really dipped into the well of uh, recovery and your progress obviously is no longer progress it's regression you lose strength and when you finally do get back into the gym and start training again you're in a strength hole i mean you're just trying to get back to where you were before and then that light bulb goes off in your head and this has happened to everybody that this this that ever come through this path before and you think to yourself, gee, what if I didn't have to take off those three months? Where would I be now? I would be so satisfied with the gains that I had back then. What if I didn't have to take off? So today, what we're going to talk about is what are the secrets to sustainable strength gains? Is it just for those who are genetically gifted? What are realistic gains to expect from yourself? How do you adjust your expectations and how do you look at the bigger picture? How do you look at strength gains for a lifetime and not just, gee, I want to be able to bench 300 pounds before spring break? My guest today is someone who I'm very proud to be able to call a friend, uh, Wade Johnson. Wade is a powerlifting coach and a serious powerlifting competitor. His uh, most recent um, uh, powerlifting uh, competitions, he had squatted 915 benched 640 pounds, and deadlifted 655 pounds. These are all amazing weights, especially when you consider that Wade is 41 years old and he is drug-free and has continued to get stronger and stronger as time goes on. And that's why I thought he was the right guy to talk to about this. He writes for numerous magazines and websites, including Power Mag, Monster Muscle, and Powerlifting USA. And he has an exploding business as a mentor and a coach for folks that are just entering powerlifting or for serious lifters who are stuck at that plateau and want to take it to the next level of their training. And we're speaking to Wade today from his home in Mount Juliet, Tennessee. Welcome to the show, Wade. Great to talk to you again, Carl. Yeah, it's always nice to have you on the show. I, I like talking to you, even pre-shows, when we get into some of these conversations. It's amazing 
you know, a lot of people don't realize, especially when they talk about powerlifters in general, they have this idea of a powerlifter as just big brute. But it's amazing the, the contemplation and the thought that goes into the science behind it and every step of the way. And when I talk to you, it's always, it always amazes me how, how thoughtful you are about the, the process itself. So anyway, let's, let's go right to the, to the most important part of this conversation first. Where do most people go wrong when they're looking at training for strength and they hit that wall, they hit that plateau? What, what is it that they do wrong inevitably time and time again? I think what happens most of the time is someone gets in too big of a hurry. They're rushing the process. And we forget that, um, for me, while this is business and it's a, it's a lifelong passion, we forget um, to enjoy the process and make it fun and put so much pressure on ourselves that, you know, it comes back to, I have, like you said, I, I want to bench press 300 pounds by spring break. And they currently bench 200. So, you know, so I think a lot of times rushing it with seriously unrealistic goals that lead to, like you said, burnout or injury. I, I think that's the biggest obstacle that people face. And, you know, it's, we've all talked about this, and I've heard this a thousand times, you know, from people in all different facets of strength uh, training, whether it be bodybuilding, powerlifting. But, you know, you gotta you got to leave ego out of it. They always say you got to leave ego out of it. But clearly, it's very difficult to leave ego out of it because I would venture to say, and I, and I stand to be corrected, that most of us who are attracted to these types of sports have some emotional connection to the desire to display our strength. I think that's absolutely so. Uh, and I think it requires a certain amount of ego um, to be able, you know, you want to go in the gym and train hard and, and display that strength. It, it requires it. But you, you have to develop the skill of lowering uh, your pride, you know, and being consistent. I tell people all the time when they're frustrated, the only bad session is a missed session. Um, sometimes you have to vary the intensity, you know, or you have to train around an injury. Or, you know, and some days you go in the gym and you can tell right away during warm-ups, I'm not 100% today. Okay, so maybe you're 80%. Well, give me 100% of that 80%, and then we'll come back to fight another day. You know, you, you said that to me for the first time a year ago, right after I had gotten sick. And that became my mantra last year. And I remember going into the gym and training, and training with weights that I felt... Almost, you know, my ego was there. I felt embarrassed. I, th I thought to myself, these people have seen me hoist a lot more weight, and they must be thinking to themselves, what happened to him? And then I would think to myself, Wade always said, the only, you know, a bad uh, session is a missed session. So I got in and got out. I should, I should feel good about that. And I focused on that. And that well, really worked for me. I, I, I think so. I, I think a lot of people, um, and we've spoke of this many times before, we get in such a fixation of a linear progress, you know, like, I've, you know, I, I benched 200 in the gym this week, next week I've got to do 205, and, and that's, not, that's, that's not productive. And so we always measure our progress by how consistent our training is and how consistent we are in our performance in those sessions. Because you're going to have peaks and valleys. No one stays at 100%. It doesn't happen. It doesn't matter if you're young or old and experienced or drug-free or not drug-free. Nobody stays 100%. So you, you have to work within the confines of what you have in a given day. 
Did you go through a period like that ever? We only have a minute, but did you go through a period like that? All the time. I mean, every year there's there there'll be two or three times throughout the year for varying reasons that we can get into after the break. Um, you know that the outside influences or an injury or you know or just after a long period of consistent training you just can't stay 100 percent. so yeah I, I go through it i face it all the time okay i want to talk about that more because i think if other people hear an athlete like you goes through that and how you deal with it maybe they can look into themselves and say look if it's good enough for somebody that strong then it's good enough for me you're listening to superhuman radio we're talking about how to make sustainable strength gains throughout your lifetime stay with us we'll be right back Hey, this is Carl. For 14 years, you've heard me talk about Can-See Eye Drops, and they being the reason that I do not need reading glasses at now 61 years old. But I regularly get emails and messages from people who've been using Can-See and having some amazing results. Recently, I got an email from a fellow named Chad, who, because he was on dexamethasone eye drops for over six months, developed a cataract. Can-See Eye Drops actually reduced my cataract to the point where even my doctor has a hard time finding it. I will never stop using Can-See Eye Drops twice a day. I've been using them since 2008, he says. And you should be too. There is no better way to keep your eyes healthy and seeing clearly than can see eye drops. Go to wisechoicemedicine.com today and get on board and we will both be looking into the future with very clear vision. Are you looking for a better way to absorb the nutrients you know you need? Do what I do and start your day with lipospheric supplements from Live On Labs. Unlike pills and powders, Live On's patented lipospheric Somal encapsulation technology transports nutrients like vitamin C, vitamin B, glutathione, acetyl L carnitine, and alpha lipoic acid to where they need to be your cells. Visit try.liveonlabs.com forward slash Carl to learn why I take these supplements every day to help me perform in the gym and in life. That's try.livonlabs.com slash Carl. New Mass Pro Synthogen X2 just upped its own legendary game. To distance itself even further from the rest of the pack, Synthogen X2 now has double the key active ingredients. If you've ever wondered what steroid-like recovery feels like, Synthogen X2 delivers. See why others compare it favorably to powerful bodybuilding drugs at Synthogen.com. Mass Pro Synthogen. When you train with it, you'll gain with it. Quest Nutrition makes bars, cookies, chips, and pizzas out of complete dairy-based proteins. Our products minimize net carbs and sugar without sacrificing taste. Each delicious chocolate-flavored chip, cookie chunk, and crunchy crumble is custom-made to maintain Quest macros. It's time to enjoy foods that work for you, not against you. It's time to enjoy your Quest. Men and women, you've heard about hormone optimization. Do you feel like it's something you want to look into? RenewLifeRx.com is the place to start. Their doctors can help you with the solutions. RenewLifeRx.com has a simple process for lab work, consultation, and taking a deep dive into where your hormone levels can be improved. Superhuman and radio listeners get 30% off your initial lab work and consultation. Go to RenewLifeRx.com to schedule your no-obligation phone consultation today. Feel younger, get in better shape, and be more productive at RenewLifeRx.com. There's lots of CBD products out there, and there's lots of misinformation, too. If you want the best CBD product available and the way to use it to improve athletic performance, there is only one choice, Venga CBD. Venga CBD is five times more bioavailable than other products, and you feel it faster. But more importantly, the focus
folks at Venga have identified the best way to use it for athletic performance. Go to superhumanradio.net today and download your free copy of the Endurance Athlete's Guide to CBD. Use code SHR10 and save 10% off at VengaCBD.com. That's V-E-N-G-A-C-B-D.com. For an offbeat take on the day's top issues, listen to Lionel weeknights at 9 on Talk Radio 1080 WKJK. I really like that song. <laughs> that reminds me of, you know, the, <clears throat> excuse me, back in the 80s when I was living in Vegas. And life was just a blur of a, par- a continuous seven-year party. <laughs> you know, I, I tell people I moved. I moved to Vegas, and I I, w- I went on a seven-year vacation. Right. <laughs> it was amazing. But that song reminds me of dancing at the discos. But anyway, um, I just want to remind people that you can find anything that we talked about on the show, as well as pa- podcasts, the previous shows at the website, which is superhumanradio.com. So, Wade, you know. Tell me about your situations when, I mean, not the specifics, but when you couldn't get into the gym and train as hard as you wanted to. How did you deal with that? Well, for me, I've always been able to get into the gym. That, that's never been an excuse for me. Um, but uh, without going into a lot of a personal thing, right. back in 2005, as you well know, um, I went through a divorce. Right. And uh, those are things that... You know, those have a life change can certainly affect your perspective. They get your attention. Sure. (laughs) You know, you start, you know, you you go into kind of a survival mode and and going to the gym or training is not necessarily a priority at that point in time. But did you go anyway? I did. And uh, that was more my son, uh, Wes. Wes, right. Yeah, going, we got to go. We got to go. We got to keep it going. And uh, and that became a motivating factor. Now, don't you think that you felt better because I mean, oh, had you had you gone through that period of stress without going to the gym, I predict that you would have felt a lot worse. Well, it, it would have been another aspect, you know, that that you know was negative. Another loss, right? And yes, and, and for me, the gym is always therapeutic. You know, regardless right. of, of my my frame of mind, whether it be negative or positive, the gym is always therapeutic. But it did have a negative impact going through that on my strength uh, levels and certainly on my training intensity. And uh, the only way for me to have overcome that was to stay consistent and, you know, keep the ego in check, knowing that you know, I had come off of meat prior to that in May, uh, totaling almost 2,200 pounds, and uh, would, you know, it wouldn't have been able to total 2,000 pounds had my life depended on it. At that moment, right. Right. But you got into the gym anyway. You did your train. You, you trained as, like you said, you gave a hundred percent of the eighty percent that you had to offer, and did what you had to do. And subsequently, when you when when that period ended, and you were ready to start training seriously again, you didn't have very far to go. No, I, it didn't take long. Um, I spent a lot of time just training. I would go in and and do my typical routine, but I would do extra things. That, like I said, it was it was therapeutic, but staying consistent having a plan and setting what I thought was realistic goals in a given amount of time frame to get me back on track and back on the platform. How much do you think drugs play in the cyclicity of strength for a lot of our athletes out there today? I think in this day and age, uh, you know, even on a the, the local level, um, there's so much pressure on the athlete to perform at, at the highest level. And, and for... 
for people to still be surprised when we find that pro athletes or Olympic athletes are using any type of performance enhancer. It, it, it all it, it's comical to me because we have such high expectations as as people that view these sports, right? And then the owners and and everything associated with that certainly have a high expectation. And you see the seasons going longer and longer and longer. And, and I'll give you a great example. I interviewed uh, Ken Patera for a magazine. Uh, and if you remember Ken Patera, he was a wrestler and was in oh yeah uh, some of the first world strongest uh, man contests right. And uh, he goes, he told me, he goes, you you guys are nuts. You guys train year round. He goes, it was nothing for us, you know, to take three months off. And uh, you know, so you can you can see you know the difference, right? You know, when when he was uh, at in the seventies when he was doing the world strongman competition. Yeah, you too. couldn't. Yeah, Mar- if you're competing against Marius Puzanowski nowadays, you, there's no three months off. For no, you. there's there's no there's no off. <laughs> Right. Now, and, and, and more importantly, I also think that, you know, for, for a lot of the young athletes out there who may be uh, pursuing powerlifting or bodybuilding or any strength-related uh, sport, you know, they're going to use uh, performance-enhancing drugs. Let's, you know, anybody out there who thinks that they're not, you're, you're foolish. And someday, I predict, maybe 10 years from now or longer, it's not going to be that big of a stigma because they're going to loosen up uh, and realize that there aren't the dangers that they profess that they are but when used moderately. But at the same time, they use these drugs. You can't use these drugs for a long period of time. In other words, you can't stay on them for years at a time. So well, don't, doesn't that create cyclicity in your strength as well? I think so. I think, you know, it was it was one of the determining factors in me staying drug-free. Um, when, when people are using those, again, we're talking about, you know, the biggest obstacle I think people face with, with strength is that they get in such a hurry uh, that they start taking shortcuts. Right. Or they feel like, I have to do this to attain this, or, or I'll never achieve my goal. And, uh, you know, and, and, and given the fact that while maybe with moderate levels or, or if a doctor is supervising um, any any type of drug oh, regimen. Right, like a um, hormone replacement therapy or something sure, like that. Sure, sure, um, is one thing. But in our society, uh, a great example is ban- the banning of ephedra, which is a completely, in its natural form, is a safe product. Right. But people won't use 25 milligrams. We're very much more is better right. type of society. It's right. like, well, you know, like for me, pizza, you know, well, if one slice is good, well, a pizza is good, right. you know, but uh, I think that that's what um, really creates the high peaks and the low, low valleys and where people become inconsistent and, and more than that is where they become injury prone and face burnout. Right. Uh, absolutely. And, you know, I had um, uh, Dr. Uh, Susan Kleiner on the show a couple weeks ago. She wrote that book, Power Eating. Right. And one of the things that she said was that uh, most people can get to the same level of strength that they can with anabolic steroids. It's just that anabolic steroids get you there faster. And you're living proof of that because you're, you're, you're stronger today at 41 years old than you were at 30, right? Uh, I, absolutely. This is the strongest, and I, I'm probably a little less athletic uh, just because of my, my weight um, but I'm still extremely supple, flexible, um, doing strongman events and Olympic lifting. And uh, it, it's now it's it's a longer road. It is certainly a longer road, but uh, it's kept me pretty much injury free. And uh, I've not had a major injury that has kept me out of a meet. I'm knocking uh, and, on wood right now for you, by the way. Well, so 
am I. I mean, there's you know, there's always little aches and pains, and, right. and that's just part of any athlete's life, regardless of, of the sport or how they train. But uh, I'm absolutely at the strongest that I've ever. And been I'll tell in you something. Life. I've always made the analogy between muscle and money, and strength and money. But it is the same. It's the same concept. There's people out there. They make a they make a bunch of money. They go through it. Then there's people out there who can, are conservative and they save and they save. And when I look at somebody like you versus somebody who is is using a high degree of anabolic steroids to make a certain goal quickly, and then they then then five years later you see them and they've withered away. That that's the same analogy as the guy who makes a score and goes through the money because the money came so easy it's easily lost versus a person who keeps putting that that paycheck in the bank every week, and at the end of the, that long period of time, they're, they're wealthy. You know what I mean? And th- that analogy stands the same with, with the strength as well for those people out there who are in a hurry. Deferred gratification is a very valuable concept. You need to think to yourself, you know what? Maybe I can't get in the gym and hoist the weight that I want to hoist right this second, but I will in a couple months. And, and you got to try to find some, some solace in that. When I come back, Wade, we, we, we want to talk about is we want to talk about training cycles and recovery and rest, okay? All right. Okay, we'll be right back. You're listening to Superhuman Radio. Stay tuned. Redcon One is one of the fastest-growing supplement companies in the world today. That's because they produce supplements that deliver on their promises. From their flagship pre-workout Total War to their innovative whole food MREs and bars, now you can get the deepest discount ever offered to any audience anywhere. Use code SHR and get 25% off all Redcon One products today. SHR and 25% off. Go to redcon1.com. That's R E D C O N, the number one.com. You already know the benefits of red light therapy. Now you have to find the strongest, best one out there at the best price, right? That's where Scott Chevery found himself. He had to create Mito Red Light so you can get the strongest, best red light therapy unit in the world at the absolute best price. And the Superhuman Nation gets an additional discount. Go to MitoRedLight.com and use code SHR to get the lowest price anywhere, plus free shipping inside the USA and deeply discounted shipping worldwide. Go to MitoRedLight.com and use code SHR today. That's M-I-T-O-R-E-D-L-I-G-H-T.com. Are you still on the fence about body protection complex BPC Oral from DrSeeds.com? Listen to Maggie Kuhn, one of the owners of the C-Bus Lifting Company, Jim, in Columbus, Ohio. I had been having some nagging tendon issues that weren't injuries, just, just things that were annoying. You know, I'm 58 years old, so just older tendon kind of issues. For us powerlifters, you know, we really really don't stop training when we have just nagging issues. We just kind of keep pushing through. And I started the BPC. What I noticed was I was doing some heavy tricep stuff that um, that would have killed me um, before when I had an elbow problem. And I was able to do this with literally no pain at all. Go to DrSeeds.com, D-R-S-E-E-D-S.com. Use coupon code SHR and save 20% off your bottle of BPC, Body Protection Complex, today. You've heard me talk about the chill pill on the show and how effective it is at helping people who suffer from social anxiety or sometimes when you just want to take the edge off uh, to a long stressful day well listen to this story from dylan goutreau definitely takes anxiety away which i have a long history of 
having started out at two milligrams a day of Xanax. That was at eight years old. And so I stopped using benzos three years ago. Extremely difficult. Yeah, so I spent about three years trying to find anything and everything I could that would be healthy for me um, to help with anxiety. Because I'm talking, you know, full, full out panic attack. The, the chill pill was the first thing that I found that actually in the middle of a panic attack I can take and it definitely uh, subsides. Go to drseeds.com. That's D-R-S-E-E-D-S.com. Use coupon code SHR and save 20% off your first bottle of the chill pill. Check it out. I promise this is one supplement that delivers. If you haven't searched hydrogen water in PubMed yet, you must. Hydrogen-infused water possesses undeniable performance, health, and longevity benefits in the realm of real biohacking. Hydrogen water machines cost hundreds to thousands of dollars. Now you can have the strongest hydrogen-infused water conveniently anywhere you want it thanks to Drink HRW. They make the only legal and clinically validated formula to create hydrogen water instantly. I thought this stuff was BS till I started using it. The effects on my training and my gut are undeniable. I have more energy and I last longer without stims. You have to try Drink HRW Maximum Strength Hydrogen Water Tablets today. Go to h2waternow.com and use the code SHR for 10% off today. You've heard about blood flow restriction training since 2006 on SHR, but you're still on the fence. Well, here's the push. BFR is more effective at building muscle than anabolic steroids. That's right. I went there, but it's because it's the truth. My experience with the B-Strong blood flow restriction system is proof to me, and now I'm asking myself why I waited so long. You'll see undeniable changes in the targeted muscles in days and weeks like nothing you've ever tried before. I will never stop using them. Give B-Strong a try go to b s t r o n g dot training forward slash super hyphen human and use code shr for 10 percent off talk radio 1080 wkjk welcome back to superhuman radio we're talking today with wade johnson about how to achieve sustainable strength gains and just want to remind the listeners that um, the advertisers and sponsors of the show make it possible if you enjoy this show please patronize the sponsors and advertisers that's how we stay on the air and if you ever want to talk to wade johnson wade you have a uh, a forum where people can get answers about strength training correct uh, yes uh it's weightliftingdiscussion.com that's actually a website and um on the website is a link to the forum, which is really uh, what is most active on the website. And anyone is welcome to come on and post. And you don't have to sign up and become a member. You can just uh, pull it up and, and post away. Right. And you don't have to be a you don't have to be a, a serious strength trainer either. You could be an individual who realizes that strength is important for the aging process um, because you do work with average people and help them develop strength just to get through their lives, right? That is correct. Okay. So there you go. Say the, say the website again? Weightliftingdiscussion.com. Okay. All right. So let's talk about something else. I was in the, in the, the gym the other day in the locker room with, the, with a, a fellow that trains there, and uh, we, he and I talk all the time, and we were talking about rest and recovery, and he's one of those guys like myself where I, I don't feel like I'm doing justice unless I'm in there training, but the reality is that recovery and off time is probably as critical, isn't it? There's not a replacement uh, for recovery. And uh, 
mean, and the, and the guys that, that use performance enhancers will tell you the same. Um, and, and how I've combated that, and we spoke of this at length before, is we waive the intensity of our training. Um, and, and, that, and that involves two things, um, tr- making it to simplify it a little bit. Uh, we try to listen to our bodies. You know, you know, like I said, you'll know in warm-ups whether you've got it or you don't. Right. And, uh, and then if we've trained really heavy two or three weeks in a row on a particular lift, we will schedule a session where it's lighter. Um, a lot of the, a lot of the, the people that train out there, again, it's a linear thing. It's progressive each week. And, right. and that, and that's the road to ruin. You're just not, you're not going to hold up. Uh, the central nervous system breaks down and, you know, and if you're tired, you're not going to be as focused and, you, and you're not going to be able to maintain the intensity, uh, that it takes to get through the session. So we waive our intensity. Now, when you say you waive your intensity for those who are listening, what you do is you actually have, it's almost like a wave, wave like line as far as you, you train heavy for a period of time and then lighter than lighter, then you start going back up heavier and heavier again, right? That is correct. And, I are, and I'm even uh, not opposed to keeping a weight static where uh, I'll give you an example. For about six weeks in my declines, I stayed at uh, 455 pounds. Right, so you're doing decline pre- bench presses at 455 pounds. And would do three sets of six, and then you do my drop set of eight. And then a couple of weeks ago, I came back, and uh, one of the weights that I used was 495 for six. And so I, I wasn't progressive with the weight. I came in for six weeks and did the same session. And then at the end of that six weeks, I, I amped up the weight and amped up the intensity, and there I was. I was stronger. Okay, so so in other words, you were static in the routine for six weeks. You did not try to add any weight until after the six weeks was up. The, the assistance, the set and rep scheme for the declines, everything remained the same. But, yet, but yet you got stronger anyway. Absolutely. And again, that, that, and that validates the cons- being consistent, moreover than being progressive in, in, in the numbers. It's being consistent. And you know, there, there's lots of evidence that uh, not training to failure uh, and not training to where, where, to the degree of extreme microtrauma of the muscles actually does not impede the central nervous system as greatly and that's evidence of that as well what you're saying because in other words you were not you were not digging deep into your cns every single time you were there can't do it that that again that's one of those things that if you're pushing that hard it, you're going to break down it, it's the tortoise in the hair the difference in something like a funny car and a volkswagen right you know it's going to take me longer to, to make that quarter mile in the volkswagen but chances are everything's going to be intact right Right. Well, and, and, and what do you tell your, uh, your students who become anxious about making gains faster and they don't, they don't realize that after six weeks they're going to get stronger anyway? Well, one of the things, I use different people that I work with as examples. I've got a young lady that had never been an athlete before, had gotten a little overweight and, and wanted to work out and was uncomfortable with the typical gym environment, so she came and, and started training at my home gym and struggled even with the bar and uh, and got to the point where she was able to hit like 65 pounds. Well, a year later, she's benching 130 and capable of more. We just, you know, we, we haven't pushed that. Right, you're going, and that's not her objective, right? Is that Or is that her no, objective? No, no, no. She, but she wants to get stronger. She wants to be more athletic and ultimately be more fit and look better. But 
when she would get frustrated, she's like, at a month, you know, she might bench five more pounds right. if we happen to test. But then, while five pounds doesn't seem like a whole lot, at the end of the year, we've added 70 pounds to her bench, and she's dropped 30 pounds. Now, when, when, a, when a student first starts out, and anyone's first starts out in, in strength training, there's, there's a period of time where there is immediate and gratifying progress because you've, if you've never trained or you've really never trained with a goal, and all of a sudden you start finding out, wow, I'm, I can really push some weight. But then all of a sudden you reach some sort of a physical maximum. Well, you'll reach a plateau. That, that, that's one of the biggest obstacles when you go from a novice level to intermediate or even an advanced level. And uh, that's where the preaching of the consistent sessions and things like that really come into play. And, and one of the things that I do with the athletes that I train, especially the power lifters, is I'm always reinforcing what our goals are. Whether, and we always establish at the beginning of a, a training cycle or even at the beginning of the year what our short, short-term, medium-term, and long-term goals versus even our ultimate goal. So it's always a constant reminder of where we are and where we're headed because you, you eventually the beginner gains, they start waning, and, and that becomes frustrating, and you have to you know work. In the first year, you can put 50 pounds on your bench press. Right. You reach the elite level, and 50 pounds, you know, maybe the rest of your career right 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 that's a very very valid point and and uh, also i mean there has to be a realistic assumption of how much you can put on each year as far as uh, weight goes and, and, and do you discuss that with your with your your we athletes spend, we spend large m that want to be there is, is when they're frustrated when they're not achieving their goals right so we you know have to be systematic in you know this is where we are, this is where we want to be, and in between, what do we have to do to achieve that, and, and what's going to be realistic. And uh, so, you know, we're, we spend a lot of time working that out, what the sessions are going to look like, how much weight we're going to be able to lift, and, and, and go from that point. Now, what, do you ever run into uh, an athlete when, you, when you're talking about expectations, and he goes, I mean, I mean, at the end of the year, I'm only going to add X to my bench press? Oh, we hear it all the time. And, and and what I try to do, especially with power lifters, is look at the big picture. Um, while a 20-pound increase in a year time on your bench press doesn't sound like it's a big deal, if we've added 30 to your deadlift and 30 to your squat, then we've added 80 pounds to your total. Right. And, oh, and, yeah. You know, yeah. so there's always a bigger prize. There's always, you know, we're... We want to we want to see the trees and the forest. I, so I try to really impose seeing the entire picture. What about um, micro periodization, like the Bulgarians used to espouse? Do you know anything about that? I know very little about it. Um, I, I mean, it sounds like uh, from what I've read about it, it's it's it sounds it's different, but it sounds the concept sounds similar to the wave approach. And that and that's true with what I've read about it. You have small segments of time where you really push the weight, and then you kind of on a flow chart it would look like a wave as opposed to the you know where it's a progressive incline. Right. And, and that and I think that's for me and, and for the people that I work with that's been the smartest thing where it keeps us in the gym longer year round and, and promotes being consistent. And that really has to, and see, and that, and that's what it comes back to. The focus has to be, the focus has to be to be in the gym lifelong and continue to make gains, however small they are, 
but continue to make gains. Well, I, I pull kids aside all the time and tell them, my goal for you is not only to make you a better athlete now and make you stronger and perform better, whether it be football, wrestling, softball, but when you're my age, and remember a lot of these kids are 17 to 25, when you're my age, you can still be doing this. And right. you, you know, we're not looking at hip replacement or, you know, a bum shoulder, you know, that you can't go out and throw a softball or baseball or football. Right. And so that is my goal is, is I, I want to, I want them to be able to push the envelope, but, but we don't want to get into a, a point or a position of, of di- diminishing returns where the risk for injury is so great, um, that it takes them out of the gym. Yeah, and that's and that's the real issue because I've gone through that myself in the past couple of years. I mean, I was making such good gains, and last year was the year that didn't happen, and I lost a lot of strength. And now I'm back in there just trying to get back to where right. I was. And it's and it's and you know what? In retrospect, and you know they always say hindsight is twenty twenty. In retrospect, I would have been much farther along today had I not fiddled around with stuff I shouldn't have been fiddling around with, and I just would have been satisfied if I would have adjusted my expectations and taken the ego part of it out of it i would i would be much farther along today and much more satisfied and that's why i know that now so looking forward what i'm thinking of doing now is i'm looking to make small but sustainable gains from now till i can't get get into the gym again i mean that's it well one of the things i teach i use a very simple illustration and i will draw on a board chalkboard or dry erase board a set of steps and all of us as kids have run up steps, and you try to skip steps. And a lot of times you're successful, but it only takes one misstep, and a lot of times you tumble all the way back down to the floor. Right. Whereas if we take our time and plant both feet firmly on each step, we're much less likely, one, to, to make that big fall. And once we're firmly planted on, the, on that one step, then the distance to the next step is not so great. Right. No, oh, that's a fantastic analogy. That's and it, a fantastic and it analogy. boils down to being very, very consistent, learning to be smart, and that's a skill. Because we all, we all are guilty of let's slap another forty-five on there and trust yeah, me, I know. I, I've been there. And uh, you know, but let's work within the confines of what our abilities are. Push enough to where we can develop a new base level. Yeah, yeah, no, no doubt, man, because I, I'm guilty of that as well. So you're listening to Superhuman Radio. We're going to take a quick commercial break. We're talking today with Wade Johnson about how to maintain and make sustainable strength gains throughout your life. Stay with us. We'll be right back. Hey, this is Carl. For 14 years, you've heard me talk about Can-See Eye Drops, and they being the reason that I do not need reading glasses at now 61 years old. But I regularly get emails and messages from people who've been using Can-See and having some amazing results. Recently, I got an email from a fellow named Chad, who, because he was on dexamethasone eye drops for over six months, developed a cataract. Can-See Eye Drops actually reduced my cataract to the point where even my doctor has a hard time finding it. I will never stop using Can-See Eye Drops twice a day. I've been using them since 2008, he says. And you should be too. There is no better way to keep your eyes healthy and seeing clearly than can see eye drops. Go to wisechoicemedicine.com today and get on board and we will both be looking into the future with very clear vision. Are you looking for a better way to absorb the nutrients you know you need? 
Do what I do and start your day with lipospheric supplements from Live On Labs. Unlike pills and powders, Live On's patented liposomal encapsulation technology transports nutrients like vitamin C, vitamin B, glutathione, acetyl-L-carnitine, and alpha-lipoic acid to where they need to be, your cells. Visit try.liveonlabs.com forward slash Carl to learn why I take these supplements every day to help me perform in the gym and in life. That's try.livonlabs.com slash Carl. You've heard about blood flow restriction training since 2006 on SHR, but you're still on the fence. Well, here's the push. BFR is more effective at building muscle than anabolic steroids. That's right. I went there, but it's because it's the truth. My experience with the B-Strong blood flow restriction system is proof to me, and now I'm asking myself why I waited so long. You'll see undeniable changes in the targeted muscles in days and weeks like nothing you've ever tried before. I will never stop using them. Give B-Strong a try go to b s t r o n g dot training forward slash super hyphen human and use code shr for 10 percent off you've heard me talk about the chill pill on the show and how effective it is at helping people who suffer from social anxiety or sometimes when you just want to take the edge off uh, to a long stressful day well listen to this story from dylan gutro definitely takes anxiety away which i have a long history of having started out at two milligrams a day of Xanax. That was at eight years old. And so I stopped using benzos three years ago. Extremely difficult. Yeah, so I spent about three years trying to find anything and everything I could that would be healthy for me um, to help with anxiety. Because I'm talking, you know, full, full out panic attack. The the chill pill was the first thing that I found that actually in the middle of a panic attack I can take and it definitely uh, subsides. Go to drseeds.com. That's D. R-S-E-E-D-S.com. Use coupon code SHR and save 20% off your first bottle of the chill pill. Check it out. I promise this is one supplement that delivers. Quest Nutrition makes bars, cookies, chips, and pizzas out of complete dairy-based proteins. Our products minimize net carbs and sugar without sacrificing taste. Each delicious chocolate-flavored chip, cookie chunk, and crunchy crumble is custom-made to maintain Quest macros. It's time to enjoy foods that work for you, not against you. It's time to enjoy your Quest. There's lots of CBD products out there, and there's lots of misinformation, too. If you want the best CBD product available and the way to use it to improve athletic performance, there is only one choice, Venga CBD. Venga CBD is five times more bioavailable than other products, and you feel it faster. But more importantly, the folks at Venga have identified the best way to use it for athletic performance. Go to superhumanradio.net today and download your free copy of the Endurance Athlete's Guide to CBD. Use code SHR10 and save 10% off at VengaCBD.com. That's V-E-N-G-A-C-B-D.com. Welcome back to Superhuman Radio. We're talking today with Coach Wade Johnson, strength coach extraordinaire about sustainable strength gains. You know, um, for those of you who are listening to the show, because this is live radio, we have a podcast where I know that the people who are listening to the podcast generally are really interested in the subject matter. But some of you who are listening to the show are just waiting for the next show to come on or got caught after the last show. And, and you may not think strength is important, but I'm going to tell you something. The number one reason that somebody is put into a nursing home is because of a fall. And the number one reason that people fall is because they lose dexterity and strength in their lower body. It doesn't have to happen. 
You don't have to get weaker with age. You can stay strong with age and get stronger. As a matter of fact, I always used to say to people, stronger is younger. So if you think that the subject matter here does not pertain to you, you may not want to be a power lifter, but you definitely want to stay, stay strong as you age. And you can learn more about staying strong as you age by contacting Coach Johnson because he does work with just average everyday people, as you heard, who are just looking to maintain their strength and dexterity as they age. And again, give your website again. Uh, I'm sorry, Wade. It's weightliftingdiscussion.com. Right. And anybody can go there and post a question, and, and, and Coach Johnson will answer the question for you directly. And uh, if you want to learn more about his WAVE training program, that's the place to go. Also, if you go to the Superhuman Radio website, superhumanradio.com, on the home page, if you, if you scan down, there is a deadlifting routine, uh, my favorite lift, the deadlifting routine that is set up by Coach Johnson, and you can download that. It's a PDF, and there is a coupon there for a free half-hour phone consultation if you're outside of Tennessee. And if you're in Tennessee, you can visit him at the gym. Uh, and take advantage of that because uh, his knowledge, as you see, 41 years, drug-free. And, and correct me if I'm wrong, you're, you're going to be increasing your squat very shortly. Is that correct? Well, what I'm after, uh, the past couple of years, I've had very close attempts with 955. And uh, I'm stepping up you know, using some more advanced gear. That That's the goal for this year. So hopefully by the end of the year, I will have gotten the monkey off my back with 955 so I can focus on the 1,000-pound attempt. 1,000-pound. Now, once, I mean, a 1,000-pound squat, that puts you up. I mean, are you considered an elite power lifter right now? Yes. Okay. I, I didn't want to say it. If it, I put it on the website, but then I thought, gee, I wonder if that's appropriate no, for me to no, use that it, term or not. It is. It, it's correct. 1,000 pounds. My God, that's amazing. That's amazing. Um, anyway, so tell me what else is going on uh, with you right now. I'm wearing, as I mentioned to you when I was driving up here, right. uh, I'm wearing the Ogre Wear T-shirt, which is your brand of T-shirt. I picked it up at one of the powerlifting meets where we met. Uh, and uh, you've got that line of clothing that's going to be available uh, again in the near future? Yeah, it was something that we started a couple of years ago. And when I went through the divorce, I kind of shut that down. But it's we're bringing that back and probably it'll be this summer where you'll start seeing it on ebay and then the weightliftingdiscussion.com website and currently we have t-shirts and baseball caps and some tank tops and i'm working with a couple of companies just consulting right now on expanding that into other athletic apparel excellent that's a, yeah i love it man i i wear it and it's you know a what? lot of fun the shirt's got a really nice cut to it too it fits right. your traps really nice right. i mean it really really feels good right. and i love i love wearing it because it just makes me look well it actually makes me look thin <laughs> so you know anything that makes me look thin wade is I i'm all for I it <laughs> and then uh and then let's talk about west just for a minute uh west has changed changed sides on us he's looking forward yeah. to pa- bodybuilding instead of uh, powerlifting and strongman huh well when he got done with high school football and and we and he had some offers and we visited some camps and he decided that he wanted to go a different direction in his life, and uh, he started to take some weight off. He, There was at one point in time where both of us living in the same household weighed 340 pounds apiece. Wow. And uh, he decided that he'd always been big his entire life. He, As a baby, he was big. Right. And uh, he really got serious about his food intake and, and a plan with his food and currently the uh, he talked to me last week about his weight and he was down to 265 and he's pursuing bodybuilding right now 
You know what? If he takes bodybuilding seriously, we'll see him on the Olympia stage someday because he's massive. He he is. Anyone that knows me knows you know that I'm real wide, broad. Oh yeah, you've got shoulders like I mean I've never seen anybody with broad shoulders like you before. And and he is by he is more barrel chested than I am, longer limbed. He's not quite as tall, but he but. But overall, balance-wise, he's longer. Well, bodybuilders do better when they're not as tall because the, their their proportions look more exaggerated. Yeah, he's about six feet tall, but he is he's really really thick. And and, and then again, you got to remember he's a nineteen-year-old kid, you know, that was pushing elite status as a seventeen-year-old in the world of powerlifting. Right. He had a pretty heavy squat there for a while, right? His official best in a meet was eight oh five. He had hit nineteen eight, years old in an eight hundred and five pound well, this squat. This was when he was seventeen. <laughs> and uh, after he turned eighteen, training in the gym, he he hit eight sixty five in the gym, and we had nine oh five on his back. So I mean, he, he the heavy weights is not something that he's afraid of. Yeah, if he if he pursues bodybuilding and he's serious about bodybuilding, which I'm sure with your guidance he will be serious about it. I predict we'll, we will see him on the, on the Olympia stage, and and not too far in the future either, because he's huge. It's it's hard to say. I, I think it's something that he wants to go through the process and compete. Right. And uh, then he'll make his decisions from there. And I guess. from there, but I, I, it wouldn't surprise me if he didn't come back to powerlifting, and and he really wants to pursue the strongman thing as well. But yeah. he's enjoying being lighter and being more athletic. <laughs> And, 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 be, and being a chick magnet. Well, yeah. that, that's, that's really what it boils down to. <laughs> yeah, I know, I know. You know, we're coming to the end of the show. Um, the thing that I want to say to the listeners out there who are strength athletes and, and train and have gone through these cycles where they have strength, they lose strength, and so on, my mother used to say, patience is a virtue. But she was usually saying it after I did something that made her want to slam me through a wall. <laughs> Um, but but the, 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 you know there's certain adages that are true, and patience is a virtue. And and you know you need to take time off. You need to train lighter once in a while. You need to deload once in a while. You can't go into the gym every single session and and make a personal best. You've got to let your body rebound from those things. And if you want to get stronger and you want to stay strong, you know muscle is like money. It doesn't matter how much you make; it's how much you keep. And if you want to end up like Wade Johnson here, 41 years old and still pushing heavier and heavier weight as he ages, then you have to treat your body with respect and you have to give it time to recover. Would you agree with that? I absolutely do. You Anything that you it. want to add to that? Well, uh, ultimately, it, it's it's a game of, of time and, and the time is length. You, you have to get in there. You have to be consistent. You have to remain patient and keep your eye on the prize. Make sure everything you do is goal-driven. Absolutely goal-driven. And give your website again in case people want to get in touch with you. It's weightliftingdiscussion.com. My email address is posted on there. I believe it's on your website as well. Yes, it is. Feel free to contact me anytime. Reach out to Coach Johnson. Ask him questions. If you're buying a lifting shirt, you got a question about your training routine, routine, reach out to him, and he will get back to you for sure. You've been listening to Superhuman Radio. Wade, thanks for being on the show today. Always great to be with you, Carl. Let's do it again. Tell Wes I said hello. I certainly will. All right, and we'll talk to you next week, everybody. All right.